You know, this series that we're in right now is a series that really is one that's designed to look at some of the most common mistakes that people make in Scripture uh, or in the Scripture stories or in particular verses or whatever. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a idea of looking at what it is that we get wrong. How do we misinterpret some of these things? Well, today we're going to take a look at a prayer that Jesus taught us and how sometimes we misinterpret what it says. Now, I'm going to read it for you. It is known as the Lord's Prayer, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. And the version that I have here says this. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, if I could see a raise of hands, if you want to put it on your uh, uh, computer there, if you want to add to it, how many of you believe in that statement that we read how many of us believe in the, the depth of what Jesus was explaining to us on how to commune with the Father, how to pray to the Father? You know, if you if you believe in that, if you believe in what this prayer offers to us, just give me a little highlight or a thumbs up or something uh, in the comment section down there. Also, I want to ask the question that in generalities, we all believe as Christians that our sins have been forgiven by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for our behalf, on our behalf. As a Christian, I believe that, you know, yes, I'm a sinful person. I've made my share of mistakes in the world. But Jesus came into the world in order to share his love for humanity, his creation, and to bring us back home to offer us a way to be to have the sins of our lives removed and to be reestablished in a, a relationship with him for all of eternity that's that's kind of the deal but you know there's another part of that prayer that Jesus taught us that most of the time in all the different versions that are out there of the Lord's prayer uh, is usually omitted and if you go into the book of Matthew, chapter 6, and do this later on, I encourage you to read what Jesus said, because after what I read to you just a second ago, this is what it says next. And this is Matthew 6. This is verses 14 and 15. It says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Whoa. You see, what Jesus is telling us here in this is it's not just the gift of God. You know, that God says, I will forgive you if you believe and trust in me. But he also puts uh, in, uh, this emphasis on the fact that we really will reap what we sow. And if we don't want to sow forgiveness, then we're certainly not going to get it from God on our behalf. 
we have this idea that that God kind of owes us forgiveness. You know, it was kind of part of the purpose why Jesus came here, and that we really don't have a part in it. That is so far from the truth. Jesus told us in this prayer, in this 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 guideline of how to pray to God, he told us that, you know, you're going to get what you put out. If you believe in who I am, and you honestly believe in the sacrifice that I've made on your behalf, that your responsibility now is to forgive the people in your life that have offended you, the people that you you might have a grudge with or, or whatever, that it is not just me giving you this gift, but you need to respond in a way that is from the depths of your heart, offering forgiveness to the people that have hurt you or the people that have offended you. You know, in this culture today, we're so used to, in the Christian culture today, we're so used to hearing that, you know, I believe in God, and, and that's really all I got to do. I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, I believe in the sacrifice, and, you know, I'm good. But it's not just that. You know, one of the scary things is, if you remember in Scripture, there's a section where Jesus is talking about, you know, in the kingdom of heaven, when it comes, there's going to be a boatload of people on the outside of the kingdom of heaven who believe that they were entitled to go to heaven, and they're going to be beating on the door saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. You know why he never knew them? Because they never allowed their heart to get to the point to where they honestly could forgive the people in their life that have hurt them, maybe have sinned against them, have, have just, you got to get to the point to where you can honestly let it go. You can honestly let it go. Now, I grew up in a Christian household. I, you know, I went to Catholic grade school and a couple of years in Catholic high school and all. And, you know, I was kind of born into it. Sometimes people have these, these life-changing events that, that helps shape their faith. You know, they, they, they go through a very desperate or a dark time and, and they, they realize their need for God. So they start to develop that need for God. I, it wasn't that way for me. I've lived a great life. You know, my life has been good. I was born into a Christian household and, you know, I never really wanted for a whole lot. And, and so there wasn't those momental, you know, or monumental life experiences that helped to convert me into being a Christian or a believer in who God is. Um, but I still had to learn, really the hard way, that sometimes you got to let go of your feelings. you got to let go of your human nature. You know, you want to sum up the Christian journey in a couple of words. It really is to overcome human nature. It really is. You know, our nature is is good, but it's also fallen. There's sin involved. There's there's errors, there's mistakes, there's mistrust, there's deeds that we've done wrong, there's decisions that we've made that are, you know, have been horrific or terrible. And you know, there's sin in our life and our human nature is not perfect at all. And we need to let go of the part of human nature that says, I can do this on my own, or I want to do this all by myself. 
No. Jesus says, you know what? You want to be my disciple? You want to be my, you know, walk with me in this journey? Then guess what? You need to pick up your cross and follow me. You need to let it go. And you need to be able to forgive other people because God has forgiven you. But if you can't learn that, if we can't learn how to honestly, truly, and I'm, you know, a lot of times we, we just do things at face value and they're not really things that come from our heart. But if we can truly learn to forgive somebody from your heart, God says, that's what's important to me. Because you need to do that if you want me to forgive your sins. So yeah, the, the sacrifice of Jesus is there available to all people. All people who will accept him and accept his sacrifice on their behalf. But there's also another part that you and I need to do. And that is that we need to forgive the people in our lives that have hurt us so bad. Now, there's a point I want to make to you, and that is that in our lives, in each one of our lives, each one of us has people in, that we can be the spiritual leader or spiritual influencer for those individuals. You know, people look at us and they, you know, the way we live our life and the choices we make and the decisions that we make and the things that we do and we don't do, and all of these things are connected and they, they influence other people. I can promise you that God has put people in your life that you have an opportunity to have a spiritual influence over. You know, each one of us has this opportunity to, to help another person in their journey of faith. Well, one of the ways that we need to do that is to be a good example and a true and honest example of what forgiveness means, of truly forgiving that other individual from, from our hearts. And if we represent that, and if people can see that in who we are, it will help to influence them in a way that they can understand that God loves them and has provided a way for them to come home and to be forgiven of all the things that they've done too. But there are some prerequisites. There are some requirements. It's not that you you don't forgive somebody to earn the forgiveness of God. That's not the that's not what I'm talking about. But you forgive the other person, all of the other people in your life, when we realize how very wretched we are before a holy and perfect God, and yet he has chosen to pay the price and then forgive each and every one of us. We do it as a way also to honor him and his forgiveness of who we are. That's why we do it. It's not to earn points or anything of that nature, and it's not just to, you know, give God lip service and say, "Yeah, I forgive," you know, Susie Q for what she did. For no, 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 no. You need to mean it in your heart. Remember, remember that God is the one that searches our heart. He knows you. You can't. You can't pull the wool over God's eyes, so to speak. It just doesn't work that way. You know, in all honesty, there's a. There's a part of me that wants to hold on to the bitterness or hold on to the, you know, the, the things that people have done because I, I want to see them suffer. I want to see them, you know, I want to pay back. But that's not God's way. You know, God's way is to remember the sacrifice, the death of himself, of his son, 
for me in order to have me forgiven of the things that I've done. And he says to me and he says to you, he says, you need to follow suit. You need to do the same thing. You see, if a holy and perfect God who knows it all can choose to forgive me, he says, now you need to do the same thing. Very, very difficult things to do. I want to share with you that I think there's a couple of things that we need to learn in order to, um, to, to have a forgiving heart, which is what I'm talking about here. It's, you have to, number one, learn to forgive yourself. You know, I, I think each one of us can, can look at our life and look at the mistakes that we've made in life, and some of them are ones that are very hard to forgive ourselves for. You know, some of the mistakes, the errors, the faults, the, you know, the things we've done or things we've said. And it's like, you know, why in the world did I do that? Or, you know, we need to remember that forgiveness is God's way. And we need to forgive ourselves. Why, why, would, why wouldn't we? If our Creator God has forgiven us, why in the world would, wouldn't I? You know, another part is, I think we have to trust in the forgiveness that God offers to us. You know, not only forgive ourselves, but if God says to us through prayer and petition and scripture and, 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 and spirit, is if God says to you, I've forgiven you through the death of my son, that, that, that was the payment for the price. That was the price that had to be paid for what you did wrong. But I've also forgiven you for that. Not because the price was paid, but because I choose to. You and I need to do the same thing. We have to trust that if God says, Joe, I've forgiven you for the things that you've done in your life, I need to remember that. I need to remember that there's absolutely nothing that God will hold me accountable for as far as the faults or the sins in my life after I have trusted in Christ and confessed those things to God. It's gone. Scripture tells us that God takes the sin of our life and he takes it and places it as far as the east is from the west. Another way of interpreting that is he forgets it. He chooses to permanently put it out of his mind. So not only forgive ourselves for the things that we do or have done, but also trust that God has truly forgiven each one of us. He really has. The other thing is we need to, I think, release the other person from any sense of debt. You know, and I talked about human nature and how that's really the message of Christianity is to overcome our human nature so that we can be remade in the image of Christ. Well, you know, part of that is is somebody might have hurt me. I might be completely in the right, and they were completely in the wrong. And I'm definitely do something. There's a debt there, but I need to let it go. I need to not hold that person accountable for that debt that is owed because of what they've done. Just like God doesn't hold me accountable for the debt that I owe. Because Jesus has paid it all, as the song goes. 
So we need to forgive ourselves. We need to trust in who God is, and we need to trust that God has truly forgiven us. And then out of the the just the unbelievable mercy that God has shown us, we need to let other people go too. Let let go of the issue of being compensated. Retribution, revenge, you know, all those kinds of it it just doesn't it's not part of God's plan. It is not the way he wants you and I to grow. It is not the way he wants us to be. You see, each one of us have been forgiven a tremendous debt. Scripture tells us that even though we don't realize it, that we really stand, even the best of the best in this world, stands before God in filthy rags, is the way it's described. You see, God has forgiven us for so much more than what we realize. So let it go. Forgive your brother and your sister. Forgive those around you who have offended you. Trust that God has truly forgiven each one of us. And today we can, we can move ahead in life. You know, in our, in our journeys of Christian faith, we can move ahead without worrying about God remembering the things that we've done wrong in the past. Because God has freely chosen to take those things and place them as far as the east is from the west or to forget them. I pray that you guys will have a great Father's Day, and thanks for joining me. And uh, hey, invite somebody, and let's do this again next week. Thanks, and God bless.